0: rise up for you be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow hi everyone welcome to the rise up Podcast. This is your host, Natalina, joining you today. So excited to be here. We're going to be speaking with Jim Rembach. He's a certified emotional intelligence practitioner, certified employee retention specialist, and certified Better Place to Work expert. He's going to be talking with us about how to unlock the power of emotion to rise up, seven keys to rise up at work and home, so professionally and personally, and the most fascinating, how to navigate through issues with the professional man we have a lot to talk about this episode so rise up for you and enjoy this episode jim thank you so much for joining us here on the rise up for you podcast it's such an honor to have you here on the show we always like to start the show off by letting the audience get to know our guest so can you tell us about yourself and what it is that you do
1: oh well the about me piece i mean we can go a lot of different directions as far as that goes i mean i'm you know, I'm the one, I'm, I'm the third of four boys that grew up in Northwest Indiana, which is actually part of the suburbs of Chicago. And, uh, you know, when I, when I grew up, I had my two older brothers were six and seven years older and my younger brother was six years younger. So I kind of had that, you know, middle child uh, aspect uh, of growing up because all of my, you know, connections and uh, influencers were really the, the kids that were in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Uh, so it was one of those, you know, um, you know, awesome scenarios to where if you wanted to play a football game or ball game or a basketball game, you essentially just walked out the front door and said, hey, who wants to play? And, you, don't, you know, you had enough people to play with. Uh, and, you know, that that was a pretty pretty much a, you know, an awesome you know, way to grow up. And then as I continued to to get older and stayed within East Chicago, Indiana um, and going to middle school and high school, I'm part of white minority uh, which gave me a really different perspective because where I went to high school, uh, there were you know fewer whites than where there were you know, um, you know Hispanics and and African Americans and uh, you know so I think what that has done for me is really given me a perspective on humanity that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Uh, we eventually moved from that area when I was in high school, and we took had a brief stint out in Beaverton, Oregon, where it was. Uh, you know, a really kind of a culture shock to me. Uh, But we only stayed out there for six months because my father took a job within the same industry and things didn't occur uh, as, as was promised. And so we ended up moving to North Carolina and I've lived down South more than half of my life now. But you know, that initial start, that initial upbringing uh, really has, given me a better perspective on what it takes to connect and serve with others now that's not to say i don't have my own personal struggles because i sure do because i'm one of those folks that likes to as i say chase shiny objects uh and you know i do have a you know a passion and i still carry that chicago bluntness you know with me and uh, of course probably some of that is dna driven but you know i've i've been pretty you know pretty fortunate to be able to you know Continue to excel in an environment where customer service and customer care and serving others and taking people's perspective has been important, and knowing more into you know intuitively when I first started, but then ultimately you know gaining and building skills associated with you know what is needed in order to connect with you know humans as a whole and influence and persuade, and I became certified in emotional intelligence, and uh, so for, so for me, I think. I, you know, part of my learning, you know, has helped me overcome, you know, my wiring and DNA and and my initial upbringing, but I still get to carry the perspectives with me. So, um, you know, I've I've been really fortunate. So then then the other thing, um, you know, so the other thing as far as, you know, me and what I focus in on is really helping, you know, people provide and deliver a better customer experience and creating, you know, a good insight that will you know, affect the greater outside. And I do a lot of coaching with that. There's a lot of individual coaching with that, a lot of team coaching.
0: So tell us a little bit more. uh, You touched on the component of emotional intelligence. So tell us a little bit more with, you know, some of the work that you do with that because it's such a a pivotal type of intelligence that I think – Oftentimes we overlook, um, and and we're getting better today as a society, you know, the difference between IQ and EQ. Um, But I'd love to just hear a little bit more with your work that you're doing with that because it is such an important field.
1: And I would say, okay, so I became certified in emotional intelligence from a group out of Canada called MHS. And one of the reasons that I used to be certified, you know, under their system and their program is because they have the largest database on emotional intelligence in the world. Um, and empirical evidence, so it's all fact-driven, and that's important for me. You know, I want to have that, you know, beyond theory basis. And most of the people who are actually certified by MHS are clinical practitioners. You know, they're psychologists and psychiatrists, and they use it uh, in a business environment. You know, to work, you know, one-on-one in a coaching you know, in environment. Well, what I, my perspective is a bit different, and so what I want to do is be able to help. You know, an organization use those skills to focus in on the customer? Uh, and oftentimes the customer is both internal and external. And and how do you create an environment by which you're engaging and creating deeper relationships faster so that you're gaining business velocity? And so that could, that's important from a leader perspective. Uh, it's, it's important from a customer experience design perspective, from a human development perspective. And so the work that I'm doing with it is more, you know, individual and team based to affect the organization as a whole.
0: Okay. Um, how did you just out of curiosity, I know you talked to us a little bit about your journey with, um, you know, growing up in your childhood, but what was it, I guess the aha moment for you that said, you know what, let me go into this area or let me go into this field that you're currently in right now.
1: You know, I don't, for me, I don't, it's kind of hard to say that there was an aha moment. I would say that, for me, it started when I when I hit us you know when I hit about thirty five, I started having a bunch of revelations and ahas, because I had a lot of humps that I couldn't get over, uh, and a lot of it had to deal with you know this whole emotional intelligence piece. You know, okay, I can gain the technical skill and the intellect and know how to do things and stuff, but you know, I always kept having you know the wall get hit, uh, you know, because of the emotional piece. And then I started looking at you know, of all the people that I had the opportunity to to you know manage. You know, and, and a few times in my career, it was several hundred, you know, and to see what was the difference maker for most of those people. And, and just to really started, you know, dating a lot of things and, you know, confirming. And, and then I had to turn those into affirmations to say, hey, you know, I need to do something different. So, I mean, I don't know if there was a particular, you know, and given point, you know, aha, I mean, it was several over a course of time. Uh, but for me, like I said, it really didn't start clicking until I was in my, you know, really mid thirties.
0: Hmm. So I, we talked a little bit off air um, about a specific kind of topic that you work with, and um, we talked a little bit about uh, women and kind of the emotional intelligence when it comes to the workforce, and maybe feeling that they need to change their persona a little bit and become a little bit more masculine or wear the masculine mask. And so I'd love to dive into that topic because I think it's something that's really important. And we just had our annual conference on Saturday, and that was one of the topics that myself and a couple of women talked about, is this idea of going into the professional workforce, but feeling sometimes that we have to be a little bit more masculine in order to, I guess, uh, you know, make our name or build our reputation um, so I'd love to dive into this topic and kind of get your perspective and, and get some tips on, you know, where you think we should be going.
1: Well, and let's get a little gain a little per perspective here. You know, I, I, my world is in customer experience and customer care. By, by and large, it is dominated by females. And so, you know, I get to have these conversations myself you know, and to talk about, you know, moving, you know, an organization forward, you know, with, with these ladies. And I mean, I, we often, you know, hear that you have to be more of a man to survive in a man's world. And I, you know, I just don't think that that's the right perspective because when I start looking at the evidence associated with, you know, human engagement, um, and there's, there's a, a huge mentor of mine, Dr. Shea McConnell out of the UK, who has developed uh, an index called the Satisfaction at Work Index. There's measurements around it. There's, uh, you know, teachings and and curriculum around it and how you can improve these seven key elements to improve employee engagement. And I just want to read these here uh, because I think it's important perspective and grounding, is that these seven key elements are feeling valued, conflict management, ownership, openness, motivation, feedback, and difference management. Now, if you're going to look at, you know, so many of these that are listed here, um, women just are inherently better at them. They have a leg up on men. And so if I start really t- taking and trying to change my behavior to be more like a man, I'm, in fact, you know, causing or creating a, you know, an opportunity for me to lose the benefit that I have as a female, and I think what, what women really need to do is focus on their strengths. Because so many times, you know, we talk about, you know, like for example, in the business world, SWOT analysis, which I just can't stand because it focuses so much on the negative. You know, it's weaknesses and threats. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've proven over and over again that we excel faster at a greater, at a, for a longer period of time and have greater success when we focus on the things that we're best at. Well, if you're already inherently wired, to be better at some of these things that build and create relationships. I mean, we need to enhance those. And so don't become a man. Be a better woman. I mean, for me, I even find, going back to talk about some of those aha moments, you know, and, and my wife will jokingly say that I should, I should be the stay-at-home parent because I'm more nurturing. So it's those female characteristics. You know, for me... That ultimately I had to do a better job of focusing on because when I'm early in my career, I was in a male dominated environment. Well, being from Chicago, having you know three brothers, I mean, boy, I knew how to fight in that environment really well. And then I actually switched and went to an environment which was predominantly female. And those first 90 days at that company, I upset more women than I've ever met. And what I mean by that is. I upset some people, and then they told everyone else. And so I was like, because of my behavior, my man characteristics. And so when I started softening those and really getting more in tune with the people that I was interacting with and and enhancing my skills that were emotionally intelligence-based, like empathy and perspective-taking and active listening, then, of course, I wasn't upsetting as many people, and I was able to get more things accomplished. So be a better woman.
0: Okay, well, you said something there that was really interesting, though. You said that, yes, you know, be a better woman, but um, you said that you – are you saying from the perspective of a man be a better woman or a woman be a better woman? Because you talked a little bit towards the end about how you actually changed a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, I will say that's my envy, right? (laughs) I I would say it's for both. You know, men need to do a better job at enhancing – you know, those, you know, seven core elements, which are improving their emotional intelligence and build deeper relationships. And women don't need to squash those by trying to be, a you know, what is perceived as a man, you know, in a workplace environment.
0: Can you, so let's, let's jump into those seven key elements a little bit more because you, you went a little bit fast and I want to make sure the audience can catch them. Um, uh-huh. if, if you don't mind just saying them again and maybe giving us like one or two, you know, points about it or sentences about that. I know the first one you said was feeling valued.
1: Right. So it's that people feel appreciated uh, and they're that they're appropriately awarded. And that, you know, they know people believe in them and that they're made to feel special, so therefore they're going to end up acting special. Conflict management is that, you know, really you know, people are are conflict-free or that they engage in pro you know proactive, you know, and, and also positive conflict. I'm not saying don't have any conflict. It's being able to have you know positive and proactive, you know, conflict, not dysfunctional conflict. You know, and in creating an environment where people, you know, will take ownership, you know, rather than, you know, whining or being held accountable. Because accountable in context is negative. We always talk about, well, they should be held accountable. No, we want people to take ownership. We want to create an environment that's open and so that there's genuine, you know, two-way communication that takes place. Now, I'm not talking – there's a difference between transparency because I also believe that you can reveal too much. You have to be really careful Uh, But you should have, I mean, it should be a safe environment where people can feel that they can communicate openly. And that when you start talking about motivation, that we recognize people's abilities. We, We connect with them and that they have positive feelings about their job and their colleagues. And they have an intrinsic drive to do more, you know, than just what the job, you know, description says, for example. And then, you know, feedback, it's knowing how to receive it, you know, as well as being someone who's better at giving it. And so that when we think about connecting and building a relationship, how does that feedback occur when it's healthy? And we want to mimic and replicate that. And then difference management is not about diversity. Difference management is focusing more on the individual and creating collaborative relationships with colleagues that will really allow those differences to be a part of the competitive advantage and strength within your organization. It's not about diversity oftentimes the way it's used in the business world. Uh, creates walls, uh, and we don't want to create division. We want to create connection.
0: Okay, so I, I love those, and thank you for for going over them again. So I'd love to just go back just a little bit and um, talk a little bit about the. You're saying that the women that the majority of the time women um, naturally have these seven key elements, but we we kind of shift to be more like the man, which is a lot of times where the conflicts could come into place. Um, but again, you said earlier that you had to shift a little bit um, so that you can work better with your female colleagues. As a female colleague, how do you engage that side or help make that shift if it's just not happening right like you had the emotional intelligence to do it yourself to manage your emotions to manage the way that you're you know talking or um kind of working with your with your colleagues but if we're in a situation where let's say a professional man just isn't getting it how what's a great way that women can navigate through that
1: well, there are several points as you were talking that I started thinking about. I mean, you know, one of the ways, and we hear it over and over again, and I think, you know, even myself, I need to do a better job of this, is finding a coach and mentor that we can, you know, use as a soundboard and someone who can help us navigate through that. You, you, we all need coaches. We all need someone who, you know, can give us a different perspective uh, so that we can get our bearings straight. Now that, that's one way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is going back and focusing in on those seven core elements. It's focusing in on the things that you also identify from, from a value perspective. You know, it's going back to those things that, you know, you, you know even from when you, you know, as far back as you can remember, that were important to you. You know, I mean, whatever whatever they are, it's enhancing those and, and um, also taking some people under your wing and developing them and helping them find you know, their true connection and self and, and understanding the purpose in these, in these seven core things so that they can become motivated. So it's, I mean, there, there's, I, I think there's also you know, something associated with asking questions associated with that. Uh, I had the opportunity to, you know, work with a couple people who, uh, you know, we put together, you know, uh, coaching tools for them, uh, who, for the people that they were working for, because they were struggling with the debt, Allowed them to stay within their corporate guidelines, but still gave them the flexibility to focus on the person piece. And the feedback that, that they received from those, the, those direct reports was along the lines of, you know, that they never really had any type of review process like that. Uh, and their question was, why? He goes, because you were at, you know, because they said focusing on me as a person, as an individual. And in every review I've ever had, they weren't really talking to me, you know, with, or with me about those things. It was always about, you know, the performance and what I didn't do and what I need to do better. Um, But the fact is, is that when we connect with people, it builds better communities, which will help you traverse the the difficulties that we have both personally and professionally in the work and, you know, in the work and personal environments today. When we know people have our back, we move forward faster.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Um, can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I have to cheat. I'm going to give you a couple if that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Why Motivating People Doesn't Work and What Does by Susan Fowler. She was also episode 72 for me on the Fast Leader Show. Uh, incredible woman. that been with the Ken Blanchard uh, companies for a couple uh, uh, decades. Uh, and also has done uh, has uh, actually released a, a, an update to the One Minute Manager book, which she was a co author of. Uh, Conversational Intelligence by Susan by Judith Glazer. Uh, she was episode forty one. Fantastic uh, book as well as coach. She's one of the top three executive coaches in the world. And then also Brand Versus Wild by Jonathan David Lewis, and he was episode one thirty four on the Fast Leader Show. Fascinating insight on. You know, what does it really take in order to create a difference and be able to survive this crazy world that we're living in from a business, you know, as well as has some personal impacts to it. So those three books are pretty powerful.
0: And Jim, what is one value that you've always stuck by throughout your journey that is like a non-negotiable for you?
1: Integrity. Mm. I mean, you know, (laughs) when people, you know, know I say something, They know it's going to be in stone.
0: And if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget. What would it be?
1: Um, For me, it was an influence by uh, Charles Vogel, who was on the fast leader show. He was episode one Oh five. And he talks about building community. And that is be a 3 a.m. Friend. Meaning that who knows that you are, are their 3 a.m. Friend they were to reach out and contact you at need at 3 a.m., that you'd be there for them. Mm. Be a 3 a.m. friend and and also seek and try to find your own 3 a.m. friend. And then when you get one, try to find another because those bonds will last you a lifetime.
0: And as you know, the company here is Rise Up For You and the podcast is Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you?
1: I mean, I... there's a couple of things that I start thinking about is, you know, strength to to achieve and to overcome, to persevere. There's a lot of things that come to my mind.
0: And lastly, thank you again for joining us. So how do we, I know you mentioned earlier that you have a podcast, how do we stay connected and how do we support you?
1: Oh, I appreciate that. So on the Fast Leader Show on our show notes page, um, which you'll find at fastleader.net. And I've had you know, 150 you know uh, episodes uh, of folks that are in three different disciplines: uh, customer experience, customer care, as well as the leadership realm. But we focus on emotional intelligence and customer-centric leadership, and getting over humps. Is that I have thousands of quotes. What I do from my interviews is I pull out quotes and I make them tweetable and shareable. And please share some of those because they're incredibly influential when we start talking about you know having. the the influence and the power and the focus so that we can all rise to the
0: top. Wonderful. Again, Jim, thank you so much for joining us here on the rise up for you podcast. Such a pleasure.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you again for joining the Rise of For You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseupfew.com, and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes webinars and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus, a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life, that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So, again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally, and we need your help to do that. So, please help us spread the word. Spread the message share our content share what rise up for you is about and help us help you and other women around the world thank you again for joining us rise up for you be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow